All right. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another Wheel Wednesday Behind the Wheel podcast. I'm over here wearing a set of headsets so you guys know what that means. It means that we're going to be joined by a guest today, but I'm over here sitting with my coworker and friend, Doubt. And, uh, you know, what we're going to be talking about today is some news in F1. Big news in F1. So I know it's kind of shaking up the, the world right now. With Dude, that. that thing blew up social media. Like so, I couldn't scroll through social media without seeing that. So Lewis Hamilton leaving Mercedes and going to Ferrari is big news. Big but there's also step. a lot of other big news going on in F1 right now. There's a ton of big, big so, news. And you know, right now who we have with us is going to be uh, one of our new, the newest member of the Koenig team, uh, John. And he's going to be the, he's a marketing guy from Koenig now. And he's going to be the marketing manager. And he's going to be joining us uh, via webcam so john what's john how are you hey buddy hey how's it going uh pleasure to be a part of the team super excited pretty rad to be working for such a such a brand in the wheel space and you know it's cool to be on podcasts like this that's you know we can talk about automotive right and not sort of feel feel stressed and do other things and just kind of shoot the nonsense about what's happening in the automotive landscape and yeah as you're mentioning uh, the silly season is in full effect. Full effect with I, Formula One right now. Absolutely. I'm dying for it, dude. Yeah, I so, just I can't wait for it anymore. You know, you as a fan, John. What are some of the things that you've seen there? Just like you know, uh, between it being in silly season and this big news. I mean, how do you kind of you know take all this in? Well, let's let's rewind a little bit and like Lewis is one very big piece of the pie. But you also have the whole Andretti situation that blew up, you know, them trying to get into Formula One to be the 11th team. And that's something that has been, we've been teased with for, I think, over a year or something like that. Um, you know, and then with Lewis jumping to Ferrari, what's going to happen just sort of team as a whole? Like, who's going to come with, like, in his backpack? Like, who's the entourage ro rolling with him to Ferrari? Um, how does Mercedes kind of fill in all those gaps in between or stop those vacancies from appearing? Uh, you know, and then like Red Bull had some stuff to pop up today with Horner, I think yesterday. That's still trying to get flushed out where that's going to go. Um, but as a fan, like this has probably been one of the gnarliest silly seasons of silly seasons. Like every year, I think we can expect to see some driver jump into another team. You know, like something's going to occur, but something of this magnitude and this much of a shift. Hello, left field. Haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, mean, I got to ask you, like, did uh, for someone who stays on top of it or whatever, and for people who are listening, I'm not the F1 guy. I don't stay on top of it all that much. Of course, I appreciate the sport, but it's just not my cup of tea, I guess I could say. But, you know, John, I would say, did you think you saw this coming in any way? Or do you think there are people out there that actually, you know, could have saw this coming? Because from, from my understanding, it seems like Hamilton was going to be staying with Mercedes until he retired. Yeah, I'll revert back to my original statement. Hello, left field. Haven't seen <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's you know, if you look back, keep in mind, I am not a, I'm not a news person in the F Formula mm -hmm. One space. I do not have boots on the ground as far as what's happening. I'm purely taking in what I'm seeing online from what reports are coming through, um, in interviews that have taken place with you know, say Hamilton or Toto and all that kind of stuff. Um, and one thing I found very interesting was uh, Toto has uh, brought up uh, Toto Wolf being the, the principal of Mercedes AMG, uh, Formula One team, was that uh, Hamilton's contract was going to be a two year contract versus a three year contract of what he originally wanted. And I they thought, did that. What's that? I thought it was they only offered him one. 
I saw somewhere no, that they only offered him one year. No, so originally he wanted a three, and then it was a two with an opt out. I think it was or something along those lines. Oh, so he decided to opt out. Yeah, yeah. And then he also there was there's been talk that you know he wanted to be an ambassador for Mercedes for like a decade, right? Mm-hmm. And Mercedes came back and said, uh, "Here's a two year deal." And we'll figure out the ambassador thing down the road or something along those lines, right? Mm-hmm. So, and Toto said, like, listen, we we were in the position to give that full commitment, and we wanted an opportunity that could end up being beneficial for both entities, which is pretty rad if you think about it. Like, you know, like maybe not in that position to do it, but at least they're seeing both sides of the coin, right? Of kind of what's going on, Lewis made decision to bounce and from what we're seeing from the ferrari deal he is certainly going to be an ambassador for the brand and you know the other side of it though too and like ferrari and formula one is so iconic right but then if we sort of look back at the drivers that have left formula one right they've kind of had their careers like look at vettel schumacher all kind of like just the big wigs um alonzo right they all seem to like everyone wants to race for the prancing horse. They do their stint and then they basically bounce. Yep. Like, it's almost like the last pit stop. Exactly. Ferrari. Huh. Yeah. No, but even if you look, I think Senna before he passed away, he was even saying that he wanted to drive for Ferrari. Who doesn't, right? Well, right yeah, now. of course. It's just, no. such an iconic brand, but then then again, if you look at Ferrari on the grid, they're a good team. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call them a great team. Yeah, well, there's some letdowns on there, you know, with that team. Some? <laughs> <laughs> I was being nice, John. No, no. I, 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 like, you know, and listen, I, I'm a fan of motorsports across the board. You know, big fan of like IMSA. You know, I, I try to follow that as much as I can. Formula One definitely takes up more of my time. Yeah. Uh, I don't follow a lot of NASCAR, but, um, you know, from a Formula One perspective and a fan's perspective, it's rad seeing kind of what's taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great to see there's a bit more adoption of it here in the States, you know, because historically, like way, way back in the day, for the folks that were Formula One fans, like if you even rewind the clock a decade, right? Dude, you're waking up like one, two o'clock in the morning. You yeah. got some bootleg channel to find it. Like you were in it. Yeah. Now, between their app and online, like it's hard not to find it, right? And yeah. so, when you have such an audience that is following what's going on and seeing major shifts like this, it, it sort of begs the question, like, what is happening with Formula One as a whole, too, right? And I can't help but think about, you know, Hamilton being one thing, but what about Andretti, right? Yep. Such an iconic name in IndyCar, in Formula One, like, racing as a whole, right? And the, the one thing that they haven't really dug into is off-road racing but from a, a, a road course and road racing perspective andretti is synonymous with racing mm-hmm. right and to see a brand like that a, a racing team like that get denied um and see formula one's response to it uh i can't help but think about what's going on behind the curtains of formula one yeah i feel like they're being like overly proud of themselves to a degree you know, John, when I, when I see news like this, it makes me it makes me wonder like 
with, with all the money that they put into Formula One and every single event and stuff like that, on a season like this where, you know, what is it? Verstappen's already won, right? Is that what it is for the season? And uh, He won the 2013. He's a... So Red Bull won overall as yeah. a constructor championship, yeah. constructor yeah. champion, and then Verstappen won uh, overall driver. So if they're going to put all this money into the events or something like that, and, this, and it's coming to a point where I guess maybe some of the electric has died out, um, you know, do you, how much of this do you think is even planned to the part where they know they know it's going to be uh, electric news or kind of you know big news, or or is it just really just one individual's decision? Well, in this case, I think it was one individual's. Decision one individual's decision hmm. um so even yeah. with all that money you don't think that there was any other kind of uh you know factors that immediately went into his decision i but, think there's always gonna be some sort of factor well, i mean you know what i mean but by from formula uh from formula one i guess i don't know maybe i'm not wording that correctly uh, no I, I think as an organization like maybe there's some things it's almost like everyone says the nfl is rigged Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of what I was getting to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I haven't. I mean, I haven't seen anything to say to think otherwise. Right. Right. Um, you know, the only thing that is kind of crazy is, you know, if I recall, uh, Ferrari gets like a lion's share of the winnings just because they have been a constructor in the program for so long and they sort of orchestrated a deal that they get a lot more than the rest of the teams. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, you know, I think that in the in the day and age where the, yeah there are a lot of strategic decisions made, there's always that whim, right? There's always that like that thought that you know sort of something happens in the back of your head, and if these contracts are written in such a way that a driver like Hamilton can leave early, great, like awesome, you know. But you know, is he going to capitalize on it, right? Um, you know. To make a move like this, you know, he has really grown with Mercedes. Um, you know, he grew a lot with McLaren prior to that. Um, but I feel like we've grown to know him more through Mercedes than any other team he's done before. Well, six six championships will do that for you with Mercedes. Fair point. Yeah. Fair you know, point. Yeah. What is, I think what he's at seven championships, one with McLaren, and then six with Mercedes. Crazy. I think he's been with Mercedes for what twenty? No, uh, it's been a, a decade. Yeah, over a decade now. Yeah. So it's uh, it, that's that's got to leave a you know, yeah, some type of mark right there. You know, I never would have thought I would have seen Lewis leave leave Mercedes. That that's just that's just my opinion. I never would have thought I would have thought he would have gotten his eighth title right there and retired. So I, I guess the, the now the question is like, you know, uh, Rich, as you, you know, you, I'm sure you watch Formula One a little bit, but like mm -hmm. you see in your eyes, you see a shift like this. Like, what are you thinking? Uh, well, you know, I'd like to get caught up with it to see, you know, why has it been such big news? Um, you know, as a person who's not a diehard fan of any sorts, it. You know, it seems interesting, but it doesn't get me like, you know, oh, wow, did you see this or whatever it may be? Because just frankly, I just don't have it's not something I follow all that closely. Um, but 
it, from my from my perspective, it almost seems like why would you turn your back on your team like that this far into it? You were at six championships with them. I feel like you should ride it out into the I, sunrise. I don't. I don't think he sunset. was. I don't think he was happy with uh, Mercedes. Uh, I know, car. but you know, there's a sense of loyalty they, they, there. There was there was some talk about him not liking the car at all too, and he, and then just Ferrari came out and made him an offer that like he was like, nah. Listen there's, again, there's no I, I'm just talking here. Yeah, I, no, no, no. I know. I, I don't I'm have just, all the knowledge on it, but like it just seems like to me, I feel like I would have, you know. Maybe like you said, ended off on an eighth championship, right off into the sunset, and you know, th it. there's your story, you know. So did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So having said that, and, and you've seen kind of what's progressed in the past, you know, past week now. Mm -hmm. Are you more inclined to want to watch Formula One? Um, you know, honestly, pro probably not. Um, you know, but I, you know, I'm not gonna lie. We're, no, there's nothing to lie about. I mean, for for me in particular, Max knows this. Scott knows this. Everyone here knows this. I'm just the type of guy that like I want to be interested in stuff that I could do in the next month. Like, you know, if I'm never gonna drive an F1 car, I'm not gonna be an F1 F1 driver. I don't driver. think we could fit an F1 right. car. Yeah, me, I can't five, fit. In, I can't fit in a, an F1 pounds. car. That's right. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that being said, th there is. How many F1 drivers are there? I mean, is it is it just 10 because there's only 10 teams? Or? Well, there's, there's two two per team. Two, yeah. All right, so there's 20. You It seems like you have a better chance to, to get into uh, NBA or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're going to make it to the NBA either. Listen, but you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> but One you know, well, Yeah, and you've got all the development drivers. Yeah. You know, you've got all the lower divisions. You've got karting. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's it's a lot like IndyCar and karting in the, the Miata program, yeah. right? The whole Miata program is essentially a, a funnel to IndyCar, right? right? Mm -hmm. You know, and there's the same thing to be said with Formula One and sort of how drivers get, you know, funneled through the system. Yeah. And, you know, the cream rises to the top. You know, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, they're 20 of the best drivers in the world. And then also look at some of the drivers that have done it in the past. Yeah. You know, it's it's crazy what goes into Formula One. And I think it's probably one of the reasons why I follow it. Um, one is a bit of a marketer, kind of how the whole program is marketed and kind of all the the craziness in between, you know, sort of the, even seeing the advertisements of, at the races and just sort of understanding of ad dollars across the space yeah. and how the programs are marketed. I mean, look at, look at what went into Vegas, right? Yeah. Vegas was an interesting race. Uh, yeah, extremely. Yeah. Uh, you know, and there's the numbers that go into each Formula One race rival that of our Super Bowl, yeah. right? But there's 20 plus races in their season versus a Super Bowl. Right, right. You know, so it, it's who, you know, has multiple indie titles to his name, right? He has, what race did he, there was an, a notable race he won last year, but he had an overall title in the car. He's now a Rolex 24 winner. Like that is rarefied air. Yeah. Right? There's very few drivers. And so I would, in that sense, attending the Rolex, I think general admission was like a hundred bucks for four days. Right. Good luck going to a Formula One race. Like what oh. were tickets for a Formula One Vegas? There it was a five thousand, right? Well, one thing with Vegas, those prices dropped pretty quickly. Like all of their hotel prices and the ticket prices dropped significantly. But if say you went to uh 
uh, Canada or anything, you're you're it's a, for that weekend you're at five six grand, and that's like hotel stay and and ticket, and I don't even think that's enough. Yeah, you could. I mean, think of if you were to go to a track day weekend and spend five grand, what damage you could do with that? Oh, so I can much. Only yeah. imagine. You know, yeah. so like, and that that's kind of you know, it goes back to you, Rich, is like doing things that are more tangible to what you can access and do. Like it's it's cool to have like. Formula One is like the pie in the sky, right? No, I like, know. Like, listen, my, my opinion with this stuff kind of falls in line with my view on cars in general. Like, if you know, F1, if it's considered like the pinnacle of motorsports or whatever it may be, if I take, a, you know, the some of the most impressive cars uh, in production or whatever it may be, whether it's a Pagani or, or a Bugatti or something like that, I don't get all that crazy about those cars. I'm not, I'm not a hyper supercar guy. Um, and again, it's because, like, I don't see that level of tangibility uh, at least in the near future, definitely. <laughs> um, that I'll, you know, that's something that I can kind of experience. Um, so I normally detach myself from stuff like that. So you know, I think in the same sense, like you know, grassroots road racing, drifting, and stuff like that. That's something that I could literally do next year if I wanted to. And uh, that that's the kind of stuff that gets me really uh, excited. But I, I I do completely understand how, as an automotive enthusiast when you see stuff on this caliber, how it's really, really uh, entertaining and just, you know, you, you can have a passion for it. There's no no doubt about that. I get that. What about yourself, Dow? Uh, um, you know, like just views on it, I guess, in general. I, I'm entertained by it. I, I, I do love it. I love F1. I love Formula Drift. Uh, I, I'm into it all. Um, as far as anything else, like, you know, I'm... I don't know. I, I don't know if I could fully agree with you. I could definitely agree with you as far as like your exotics, like the Bugatti and stuff like that will never get, you know, one of those like non-obtainable things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I It still interests me. Yeah, cool. I mean, it still interests me. Like I, I'd still go spend. I, I'd probably spend the five grand to go see an F1 race at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Versus, you know, taking your approach to it and not, you know. Yeah. I think what I think you need to do, I think you need to watch that Netflix series that they did because to survive. that grabbed a lot of people that I know yeah. and got them into. You know, Matt, Max F1. and I were talking that, that, uh, you know, we, we all know that the drive to survive, you know, brought a lot of attention to F1. And that we, brought and, a, and now that a massive do, amount of attention know, to the U.S., now, though. Yeah, that, know, that's really the that, U.S. audience, I think, uh, increased a lot. Now when, they're uh, doing that series with NASCAR on Netflix. And, you know, I wonder if they're trying to do the same kind of. You know, marketing scheme. See, with that. but but NASCAR is big in the U.S. No, I know Na- but, NASCAR but, might not be big Na- in New York. I know, but, or but in, Netflix in California, is gonna, Netflix but is going to show that elsewhere. Oh yeah, hundred you know percent. I, mean? I think it it'll definitely increase. What are your thoughts on that, John? Yeah, I mean, I, I've actually started the the NASCAR series. How is that? Uh, I haven't watched it. And uh, I can appreciate NASCAR for what it is. I'm not. It's not my cup of tea, right? Like, uh, I'd only make so many left turns in one day, right? Yeah, I'd agree there. And while I appreciate what NASCAR has been going through and even the car, them, the car itself, they race, you know, it, it's being structured in such a way that it can, you know, it's not quite what it was back in the day. Like the cars are a bit more, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it, but it's like the director set that everyone can build, right? Like mm-hmm. they, they've put some boundaries in line for the chassis that everything isn't as bespoke, right? And right. so... And then they also they shifted it to center lock wheels. The, the cars themselves um, are just, they can shift easier from an oval course to a road course, right? Well, based on watching the series or so, do you think it might have the same kind of caliber of 
uh, interest and reson- you know uh, the way it resonates with people, the way the the Drive to Survive series did. Uh, uh, I, I'm. I don't know yet. The reason being is that NASCAR was already here in the States, right? Yeah. NASCAR yeah. Already has a following here in the US. Yep. Formula One has had a following, but not to the, that degree, yeah, right? Exactly. And so, and the drive to survive, I mean, they they went through a lot of different avenues, a lot of different teams. And I think the picture they painted from each of the teams and how everyone worked with one another was intoxicating to follow for folks that haven't watched it before right mm. you know they didn't know that this was the intricacy that went into formula one right yeah. whereas nascar you know after i think i'm on like episode two of, of the series um it's like ah uh, like I, I kind of anticipated it right like yeah. i kind of expected it like it's just it's in the background and you know i moved to from Southern California to Tennessee, like I'm in the middle of NASCAR. NASCAR. <laughs> NASCAR. I, I, what three and a half Go hours? Left. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, it's here. Bristol, I think, is like two hours away. I definitely want to get to race and experience it. You know, it, the short track and just the rumbling and just what takes place. Do like. You wanna- I would be more excited to experience the fan base for NASCAR yeah, yeah, than yeah. actually the NASCAR. I feel like those guys are so diehard. And like, I remember when I was in uh, when I was in college and I was in like a, a marketing class or something. NASCAR is one of like the highest ranked and like paid sports. Yeah. Well, Max Max always tells his story on how how Tide is always a sponsor for NASCAR because they it, it kind of gets in front of the 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 males in a household where those few times where they got to go pick up the laundry they don't know what the hell to buy because it's not normally their job <laughs> so they see Tide and it's familiarity. I don't, I don't like so, that. That, no, that's, but, but that. That's a real thing. And, and I it, bet it is. You know wh- whatever it may be, but uh um. Yeah, I don't know all, all those all those things again. I guess when I watch the road racing guys and people that that we work with, whatever. I mean, I'm like, this is sick. Like, <laughs> you know, I just feel a, t- a different type of way when it starts to go into. I I guess that the different type of motorsport, but um, no, I do I do get how this this news is really just big and um, you know, it, it's really uh, shaking it up. I guess and going to make it interesting for next year. Yeah, 2025 is going to be a wild year for uh, for F1, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, because you you look at all the drivers and where contracts are ending, essentially a vast majority of them were ending in 24, right? Mm -hmm. And 25 is when the new um, chassis parameters come into play. Um, The current chassis is a couple years old. It's like when when it came out, everyone was like, oh, my goodness. And that first season, all the cars porpoising all over the place. And, you know, it, it was kind of, interesting to watch how each of the teams went through their engineering journey to solve what they thought was sort of like, oh, this, this isn't a big deal. And then they get in there like, oh boy, like we got some work to do. Right. And with 25 being the kickoff for the, the next new car, you know, what is that, what is that challenge going to bring? And it further, you know, this goes back to your original question. Uh, it, does Formula One plan this out, right? Yeah, yeah. About it. You know, 2025 is the new year. Most of the drivers, all their contracts are ending in 24. Mm-hmm. Like, was was this five years in the making, right? Right, right. You, a, a massive just, let's all jump into the washing machine and just get spun around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Is that what 25 is going to be? It seems that way, doesn't it? Does seem like it's going that way, but it's going to be an interesting year, 2025. But yeah, let's get through 2024. Yeah, until we then we're just uh, speculating. So, but um, yeah, I feel like I feel like that's basically it. I mean, you know, we'll we'll ask the people watching, viewers, and listening. You know, let us know your thoughts on all this stuff. And if you guys are watching Formula One, if you guys aren't watching Formula One, let us know what you are watching. And uh, you know, besides that, I think I think we're pretty much covered, right? Yeah, I think so. All right, John. John, yeah. we will. Uh, we will talk to you soon because now we're, we're, you know, John's part of the Koenig team. And again, part of the uh, crew. Again, for the people listening, John is going to be in with us uh, this point going forward. I don't know uh, how many podcasts he's going to be on. Vegas hopefully a lot. Was but, such um, a mess. I'm yeah. sorry. Pardon me. <laughs> no, I, I just saw that. That Vegas that was watching it just, TV it gets over me, here. It gets me sometimes that, that, like, just watching that whole Vegas race bothered me. <laughs> like, look, the, uh, it's just, all right. Anyways, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, we're, you know, it's, it's really nice to introduce John over here into, into our, uh, you know, viewers and stuff like that. And we're, we're so happy to have him with us. And uh, John, anything else from you? Uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to, you know, being a part of this more often and kind of just one, taking into being a part of Koenig as a whole. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a little bit of, auto, you know, joy in automotive background and all that <laughs> kind of fun stuff. And, you know, was fortunate to resurrect um, you know, the early 9-11 that I grew up watching my dad race back yeah. in the day and like, you know, do that with my kids now. And at the same time, you know, on the weekends, you know, trying to get out and explore a little bit of or- overlanding in the gladiator and stuff like that. And, nice. Awesome. you know, so it's, uh, it's nice to, you know, see some stuff that you know, work for a brand that's growing and doing what it's doing and, you know, I'm, Absolutely. I'm, board, I'm board for the ride. That's what we're talking about. I can't wait, man. All right, 2024 guys. is going to be a good year for us. Yeah, it sure oh, yeah. is. All right. So, guys, let us know again in the comments below uh, what you guys think, and we'll catch you on the next one. Later.